Welcome everyone to another episode of the Love Island cast. I am Chris Phelps and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Konnichiwa, Chris, you old culture vulture, you. (laughs) (laughs) What are you implying there, Mr. Horrocks? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of prawn crackers do they have in Manchester these days? The the ones that tell your fortune? (laughs) Very good, very good. What Dave is alluding to, everyone and he will be getting a big fuck off after this conversation, <laughs> is um, I decided to put a tweet out trying to be smart because I'm absolutely sick of our good friend and resident Tony Robbins motivational speaker, Curtis, going around the villa with his little troubleshooting handbook and coming out with the most ridiculous quotes and that, that I actually meant a... And he said it again, prawn cracker day. <laughs> a fortune telling prawn cracker. <laughs> a fortune cookie, everybody, which has even given my wife a lot of fun to be taking the piss out of me this evening because she has her tears rolling down her face, Dave. So I wasn't best pleased. And I'm getting it off you and Ada as we speak. So <laughs> I can only apologize for that faux pas. And I was so adamant, me and Sam had a bit of a a lover's tiff, shall we say, when I was like, yeah, it's a prawn cracker, you get the food. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. So uh, I can only apologise to everybody, including our social media following. Now, I do have to say that both yourself and Asa, I think Curtis has rubbed you up the wrong way, um, whereas I've kind of warmed to him a bit more. I've, I've seen a bit of myself in that diplomat. He approaches things. I, I recognize how I'd approach things as well. But he, he's irritated me tonight. And I, I'd said it a few episodes ago that he's a bit like Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. And he absolutely is. He's not just being diplomatic. He's getting himself in other people's business. But where he really irritated me is that whole thing about never watch the clock, be the clock, (laughs) keep moving forward. You know, like it's Tony Robbins or fucking Yoda or something. I say, oh, give it a rest. (laughs) Yeah, I've got to say, Dave, I have been on and off the Curtis train and we've, you know, I know Ace has been critical. Like you You, say, you've been on and off every fucking train, to be fair. I'm hoping to get a job at British <laughs> Rail, actually, Dave. It's still going. Um, but, no, I, I genuinely, I've not been a massive fan of Curtis because I can't work out whether he's being fucking genuine, whether it's just an act, whether he feels that having this sort of passive link between all the housemates is what they need to keep the karma. I can't work it out, Dave, because to me... It just reeks of bullshit. I think he's a shit stirrer. He's going between every single person. If, if Molly's talking about Tommy, within a second, it will get Tommy telling him what Molly said. But he does it in sort of really, a really passive and he's very good with his words and he's very, very, he's not aggressive, is he? So he's very, very compassionate to people. But he did it the other night and I said to Sam, I said, look, I said, how many times is he going to go from this person? And I guarantee the next scene will be him going over going, well, I've just had a word with them, and they've just said this, and they believed it. And I think it's because of the way you've acted. I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Let them argue. That's what we want to see. I don't want to see <laughs> everyone shaking hands and hugging. I want to see fucking proper kicking off some people, throwing drinks at each other and that. And that's what Love Island's all about, the, the pure drama for me. So 
I'm off Curtis's train. I've never been on it. If you are listening, Asa Caton, kiss my ass because he's going to say I've got off another train because I'm not having it. I just don't believe it's sincere, Dave. I really don't. I, I can believe it's sincere, but I just don't. I don't like the way he's interfering. And, and like you say, it could be a little bit of editing. You don't know how much time's passed between when he's going to one person and then he goes to the next one. Everyone does confide in him, though, you know, because Ian Sterling, he, he's going to keep peddling that same joke over and over about <laughs> seeking the advice of a professional ballroom dancer. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, and, and and after, I mean, it, it was lovely to see Michael and Amber go on their date, and absolutely, you know, those are the hot favourites for me. It, it just the way they didn't have that initial connection or attraction or what have you, and the way it's developed, you can see in Amber's face how much she's thawed out and how much she really likes him. I mean, she's almost saying to him, "Well, you need to move up to Newcastle," um, and you know. Considering how smart Michael's supposed to be with his biomedical science degree, I've got to tell you, Michael, Liverpool and Newcastle, not that close. (laughs) 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 But (laughs) that little tangent there. What I found interesting, just getting back to Curtis, so you wand in and she was with some other people, plus Curtis, were discussing, you know, the fact that Amber had said, if someone else came in, there's no way a head would be turned now. And and I absolutely believe that. And Yuande was saying that, you know, oh, it's so great to have that reassurance, you know, from, from someone. And then Curtis sort of says, ah, well, you know, I've just been speaking to Danny. And, you know, he's feeling like he's not getting a lot back. And then she did a 180. She's just said, it's great to have that assurance from someone. And then she's saying, oh, God. You know, she turned almost into Kevin the teenager, didn't she? Oh, God. Why do I have to tell someone every day, you know, and keep reassuring them? You know, and really putting Danny across as being this needy, uh, whiny child kind of thing. I I must admit, I know there's a lot of people who really um, are rooting for you, Andy. But I've got to tell you, I I thought the frostiness there, I've gone right off her, to be honest. Yeah, I have a Dave. There was a big movement and there was a couple of characters over the last few series have been very much like that. There was a girl called Camilla who's very posh, very prim and proper. She wouldn't let a guard down. She, was, she seemed like a nice girl. She was, she was very emotional, always upset. And she found love and she's still with the guys she found on Love Island, actually, Dave. But it was just, it got too much with her. She was such a nice person. But I don't think Yuanda is a nice person, to be honest. I think... I honestly think she's been playing a game. I honestly do think she's been playing a game. I can, I, I sound like I can play. I'm getting more cynical than anything nowadays. Maybe change <laughs> the header of the show, but it's not. It's great to watch. Don't get me wrong. It's great drama. You're like, oh yeah, great. Here we go. You know, but you, you can see. And what I don't like is that this is what happens. Like Ace was saying yesterday in the show that your public perception. We seem to go with what. It is on the show or the social media. And he's sort of right, but I think you can only go off what you see. And if you if you see that, you get a vibe. And it's a cliche I'm going to say now, and everybody's probably heard it loads of times, but you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And if somebody just rubs you up the wrong way, Dave, you're just going to go, I don't like him. I don't like her. And that's just life. It's human nature. You can be wrong about people. Certainly you can do that. We've all prejudge people but the some are easy in here it's becoming more apparent as the weeks go on that there's definitely game playing going on 
It, it could be. I, I'm gonna, So you think it's game plan Again, I'm just going to take it on face value, quite honestly. And I just think, I don't know, you know, is she so burned by something that's happened in the past? Is she... You know, was she a bit desperate to find the connection too quickly? And so, you know, Danny's a bit of a dish, so she's kind of jumped on the Danny train. I, I don't know, but for whatever reason, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, well, Danny, you might as well, you know, get off that train and, and start trying to get to know other people, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that, Dave. I really do. And Obviously, not jumping too far forward, at the end of the show, we did get a reveal of a, a new girl going in, which Curtis obviously has some sort of relationship with her, whatever, whether it be a physical one or a friendship one, I'm not sure. But again, people like Danny, Anton, it opens up, and I'm sure Tommy's going to be just doing a bit of spinning there as well. So, oh, 560 Tom <laughs> definitely will be. But what, uh, sorry, Tommy. Yep. But what about Tom as well? I mean, he's yeah, found true. himself in shit corner, hasn't he, with Maura? It's like, you know, she's. She'd gone straight for Tom after, you know, almost being thinking that she's out of the villa and then really threw herself at him. And now that Elmer's out of the picture, she's not interested anymore. No, and she even said it, didn't she? She said, like, there's something not there. You know, we had a good chat, there's something not there. And a question, it's great you bring more up, Dave, because I'm really struggling to believe that everything she's done in the villa has been genuine other than game playing what she did to Tommy. The way she come in like a whirlwind, sort of jumped on him, literally jumped on him. We know the uproar online and that. But the fact that she said she's only slept with five people, now that is not a barometer for one way or the other. I don't care whether you've slept with 100 people, one person, you've never slept with anyone. It's nothing to do with me. But what I find bizarre is all the housemates were shocked by that. And also, why go in there? So, gung-ho, if you are that insecure or you are that... She's obviously been burnt. She said she was in a relationship for nine years. She just, she's basically called herself out by saying that because it's like, well, why would you be so upfront like that if you, you're so insecure? And that It just reeks to me, Dave, complete fucking game playing just to get cameras on her. That's all I can see it as. Maybe. And I think for this one, I'm not quite going to take it on face value. And that's mainly because how that response was driven was from the question from tommy which was on a scale of one to ten how much do you like sex and yeah. more responded like you know well i've only slept with five people and it reeked to me like a politician's answer you know where they have a list of responses and they memorize this list of responses that they want to give to questions that they want to answer and then when they're asked something in that same ballpark they'll give you know, the nearest response. That is not the response to that question. You can be with one person for your whole life and absolutely love having sex. That, that's fair enough. Or you could have a hundred people. To me, the fact that she responded with, you know, how many people she'd slept with, and it was a lower number, let's face it, than we all probably thought. But the fact that it was the wrong response to the wrong question. And then she says, Oh, and there was a girl as well. It just seems to me like, I mean, old Tommy 560, his head nearly spun off, didn't it? So I, I think she got the desired outcome there. I, I think she was just trying to make herself more desirable, to be honest. So yeah. I, I, like you, is it five, a hundred? Who really cares? But in her head, I think she's thinking, well, I'll lowball the amount of blokes I've slept with. I'll just, you know, 
say I've slept with this girl as well and really get the pulses racing. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. It was it was almost like a Hail Mary, one it sort of thing in American football. She was just throwing up a last pitch, I think, to Tommy to see if she could get a reaction. But again, you know, we, we go through the episode and you've got like you say, you mentioned Tom there. Tom is just falling by the wayside, and he I, I think he might be gone, to be honest, Dave. And and leading on to that, you've got Anna and Jordan, and I've got to call out Jordan's haircut because I'm not sure what he was doing. It, I mean, it reminded me of Chun Lee from Street Fighter, so I, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too sure what he was doing. I give him, you know, the fact that him and Anna had a kiss and that, I, I, I have no problem with that. I do. So, I mean, what do you think about that, Dave? I've got my own opinion. What do you think of it? I still think that Anna is overplaying it a little bit. She thought she was out of the villa, pretty much. And then she's just suddenly turned Jordan. He's not really interacted with anyone else. So I'm not sure how much that is a real connection. Again, when they talk, it just winds me up how he talks. I don't mean the accent as such, but the words that he chooses, you know, he's like, I think you're a mint girl, a class girl. (laughs) It's like, oh, come on. You know, I, I... I just don't buy it, but you know he's he's getting a bit of mouthwash from uh, or mouth spray from Anton, isn't he? And getting a few digs in about you know don't want Anton to jinx him. I'm like fucking leave Anton alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, Dave, let's get on to our good friend Anton. How fucking tight are them pants going to get as this show goes on, Dave? Now he's got the physique, he's got the body, he obviously does legs, he's got everything. With one as a man, and obviously as a woman, he's got the whole package to visually look at. And I said to you before, I think he's probably got the best body in the in the house, without a doubt. He works damn hard, but them pants are absolutely ridiculous. It's like he's put one of the girls' pants on, and he can just about squeeze. It's like, what the hell are you doing? I know it's a fashion thing, and obviously as a forty year old man now, it's probably beyond me. I certainly won't be wearing them that tight, Dave. I couldn't pull them off, but. I genuinely, and it's not out of jealousy, I respect the fact that the hard work he's putting to get that body, but genuinely, it's hard to see and not laugh at them pants when he's trying to be serious <laughs> and he's trying to give a bit of a Dear John speech to everyone, and then he's got these ridiculous codpiece-inducing pants on. <laughs> they are spray-on, aren't they? I mean, like I say, maybe it's compensating for the fact that he hasn't been able to shave his ass, and so putting these <laughs> on, you know, when he takes them off, it just takes all that hair with it, you know? <laughs> I love it, love it, Dave. It's true, though. It's true, and it's just absolute nonsense. The two I do. I mean, what else did you find through the show, Dave? Because there was a lot going on, but it seemed like it was a bit like the calm before the storm to me. It was like there was stuff. There was enough to engross you, but it just felt a little bit quieter tonight. There was just simmering little things going on. I must admit, this new girl coming in is intrigued because I hope to God that Curtis jumps off the Anna at uh, the Anna the. I hope Curtis jumps off the Amy train because she's an absolute nightmare. She's a bitch to me. I really, really don't like the girl. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I I don't like her either. And, and you know, there, there was a lot of crying tonight from Lucy, wasn't there? So, so it was quite a, a sombre, it, it was kind of sombre and sweet, wasn't it? So you yeah. had the Amber and Michael stuff going on their first date, and that was really cute. But there was a lot of sadness in it as well. We predicted, you know, it's going to be a lot of crying from Lucy. Uh, Anton, I think, you know, I thought he was really sweet in giving her a coat and stuff, but I, I, he did say in the diary room, like, if it was the other way around and Joe was still in here, then he would walk. Yeah. You know, no, no questions. So I, I think, you know, I'm sure they're both gutted, but I, to me, it's not a level 
playing field on on the relationship. You know, they're they're not both equal in that relationship. You look at Amber and Michael, and they kind of are. Whereas Lucy and Joe, you, you always get the impression she, he's going to feel too insecure uh, in, in Ace's world after pulling that worldie. So, yeah, I think she'll get over it. And, you know, it was interesting. I, I thought, you know, she was surrounded by the girls. But I just, ah, oh, she didn't have that much screen time tonight, Amy. But every time she opens her mouth, she's winding me up a bit now. Because even when she's talking to Lucy, you know, she's one of those people that just imparts their own opinion on you. You know, they give the impression that they're having a conversation with you. But all they're doing is just giving their own opinion. They're not really listening to what you have to say. And, you know, she's they're talking about the voting and stuff, and Lucy's feeling it's all a bit tactical and based on friendships. And, you know, Amy's saying, oh, well, let's draw a line under it. And how many fucking lines can you draw, Amy? <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, I felt sorry. And, and, and Anna was chipping in there as well. She said, oh, we, we just want to hang out with you. It's like, hang about. Are we talking about the voting still? It, it, it just... I, I don't know. I, I just very, very bitchy for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, th- I thought I did really uh, respect Molly May. Actually, you know, she was she was the only girl from what I could tell who just said, "Look, twenty four hours ago, Joe was sat talking to me and said it, saying he was having doubts." So you know, she was the only one, and she's one of the youngest in the group who actually had the balls to come out and and just say to her face. But you know. And, uh, your heart does go out to Lucy when she's saying, like, I thought I was hanging out with you. you know? And yeah. again, it's just like, well, you can see in Amy's head, it's like, well, not to my standards, it's not. Yes, yes, very much. I think Amy thinks she's actually in Greece. I know we've joked a couple of times about the Sandy and Danny Zuko reference, but she does feel as if all the girls should be together as a bit of a crew. But, you know, Lucy's a, a surfer. She's around lads all the time. I'm sure that she's more conscious. She said that before. I get that. I totally get it. I don't see what the issue is. It's not like she's being nasty. She wasn't slagging anyone off. The only time she did get a bit thingy was when she threw the food in Amy's face. But that's like <laughs> more of a frustration thing, getting out of frustration. So I have no problem with that. I do agree. And I, th- I do feel sorry for Lucy. I've got to say, Dave, I really do. I think she'll pair up with Anton just to keep him in together. That's usually what happens if a couple gets split up or someone leaves that way or whatever the situation still, still not ruling out Tommy's going to make a play there no no not at all I do think Tommy may have a go at having a word with this Arabella that's going in there uh, tomorrow so we'll see about that now Dave just be- before we do go I've got to say Tommy looks like from the uh, VT we saw last night in the old infrared uh, he looks like he's a big boy isn't he <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's one of two things, isn't it? I mean, it's what we think it might be. You know, it's huge. Or he could have just sneaked in some of his toy collection. You know, he could have his Star Wars at-at under there or or something like that. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Anything is possible, David. Anything. But, uh, yeah, we'll just part that one. We'll see if anything does sort of rise up over the next few weeks to prove that point. But, anyway... Terrible pun, I know, apologies. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the show, we're available on Twitter at Love Island Cast. And also, if you want to email the show, the Love Island Cast at gmail.com. Big thank you to the emails that we've had pouring in. We can't thank you enough. We've also had a couple of reviews, which we were going to read out today from a couple of our listeners. So, a big thanks to them. If you are somebody you feel like you want to review the show and you enjoy what me and Dave do, please get on your podcast app and review 
and we will see it and we'll read it out on the show. And if there's any questions you want us to ask me and Dave and you want us to answer on the show, just get in contact with us as I've just mentioned on them social media and email channels. So first email is entitled Truthful and Funny. Really enjoyed listening to the guys, some real laugh-out-loud moments. Dave was a real cynic to start with, but I feel he's now more of a super fan than Chris. Honestly, if you're a fan of the show, these guys make it even more enjoyable. Given their honest reviews of the episodes, subscribe. What are you waiting for? And enjoy. And that's from Sammy P72. So thank you, Sammy P. Dave? Okay, that's great, that, Chris. And this one is called So Funny. Hopefully that's not sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) It says, genuinely one of the best podcasts out there for Love Island fans. The guys are so funny. The best bit is when you get your other friend on. He's proper funny. Keep it up, guys. Better than the official podcast. And our other friend being so funny, that can only be from that friend, I think. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be laughing at his own fucking jokes, Dave. Thank you for the reviews. (laughs) As David Brenton say, we are the comedy time with me and you, Dave. You know, <laughs> Aces were straight, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be chomping at the bit to get back on now to have us, but he's going to have to wait. <laughs> he's, he's going to be coming on roasting us again, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you. It's just a good bit of interaction, and it? it's just a bit of fun, and we we don't take ourselves seriously at all. So thank you, and again. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the show. We, we're so humbled by how many downloads we have. We really, really thank you guys. So until next time, Dave, have you got anything just before we go? No, I think that's it from me. So how are you going to see us out? Well, Dave, as I was called out for the prawn cracker incident, and obviously yourself, my beautiful wife, Samantha, and Asa called me out and were absolutely ripping me. I feel that with Curtis and the way his direction's going and these mumblings and ridiculous motivational speeches he keeps saying is, I actually was expecting him to go full on Eric Cantona, who's one of my all-time heroes. I'm surrounded by pictures of him. So I'm just going to give my little spin on one of his most famous speeches. When the seagulls follow the trawler, they're expecting the prawn crackers to fall. See you next time, guys. Bye. <laughs>